Hi, I'm UFC commentator John Gooden. What's up, guys? This is CFFC middleweight champ Aaron Jeffrey. Hey, I'm Mitch Chilson, and you are listening to SC Facts Speaks 2. SC Facts Speaks 2. Okay, I'm here with Rafa Gifted Garcia. He's fighting Nathan Levy on the November 20th UFC Fight Night card. Rafa, how you doing, man? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. Um, you in Mexico or the States right now? Uh, right now I'm in Mexico. I came to, um, to Tijuana to go come train at Entram Gym. Yeah. And then next call, I'll leave to Denver, Colorado to go train with Justin Gation. How often are you kind of crossing over then? Oh, I actually live in the U.S. Yeah. I live in the border town with the Mexicali. It's called Imperial Valley. That's where I live right now. Yeah. Um, so how is like going back and forth? How has that sort of been affected by the pandemic? <laughs> well, I haven't really been going back and forth. I've been staying on, the, on that side of the States. I just came over here for a few weeks just to try to get like my conditioning up yeah. and start camp next week. And um, I mean, so right now, the, I think that the people that have more trouble, the people that don't have like a wrestling card. Yeah. So, but like for me, I mean, it's, I mean, I was born in the U.S. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple for me to cross back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So you're born in the U.S., right? Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you grow up in the U.S. or were you moving back and forth then as well? Well, I was born in the U.S., but um, I, I was here for school. And then the week is where we go back, like, to go visit the family in Mexico. Got a lot of family in Mexico. Yeah. Um. That seems quite a lot going back and forward every weekend, but of course yeah. you're right on the border, so it's like I live like literally like 15 minutes away from the border. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um. So obviously the fight November 20th, Nathan Levy. Um. He's an undefeated guy coming off the contender series with a little bit of hype behind him. Um. How much do you know about him? I mean, I know he's a karate guy. I feel like he's gonna try to play um tag with me. He's just gonna try to like just keep me away and and try to circle away. You know. Um, but uh, I'm gonna try to cut the uh, cut the uh, the cage off and, and try to finish this fight, take him down, grind on him, and, and finish the fight. So where do you feel you have the edge? You say, do you think you have the edge in the wrestling? Now he's more of a stand up guy. I feel, I feel like I have the edge on the pressure. Yeah. I just keep in that constant pressure. You know, like I feel like if I keep that constant pressure, I feel like I I could probably probably um get him a little tired and take him to the ground and. Feel like in the ground, I feel I, I got the feel like I feel like I can finish him. Um, just going to your background coming into the sport a little bit. Um, who were some of the fighters you looked up to, um, when you were first a fan of the sport or when you first started training? And how old were you when you first started training? Actually, oh, when I when I started, I was twelve or thirteen, probably going to thirteen. Yeah. And my favorite fight, well, the one that was like like the most popular back then was probably BJ Penn. That's one of the yeah. fighters I used to watch most. I used to love how he fights. I mean, when every, every time he fights, the other fighters would come out all bloody. Yeah. So I used to love those fights. He had that sort of, he's not Mexican, obviously, but he fought like a Mexican, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, because obviously that's a tag that a lot of Me- Mexican fighters have to kind of follow. Do you feel pressure to fight like that? No, I mean, I, I don't feel pressure. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I want to get the win. That's the most yeah. important thing to do. So I'm not yeah. trying, I mean, 
if, if, there, if there's a show, there's a show. But if there's not a show and I can get the finish easy and quick, that, that's better for me. You know, that, that way I can fight it uh, quick again. You know, I mean, I'm trying. I, I will tell everybody, we don't get paid overtime. She's saying there's so <laughs> get the same get the same payment. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, trying to get in and get out, you know? Yeah. Um been a little over a month since your last fight now um how's everything how's everything feeling in that regard i mean everything feels good um my nose got broken and my and my life's bad like i think it was the first round yeah the first round my nose got broken and but it's been five weeks already and my nose feels good already already today was my first day sparring so i, mean, I feel good yeah um so fairly quick turnaround um how much time did you have away from the gym before thinking it's time to get back to get going for this next fight. Well, I really just, uh, I mean, I kept grappling. I kept um, running, doing my condition. Yeah. The only thing I was doing that much was sparring. I, I kept doing my my drills, striking drills on pads and everything. I was just kind of sticking my nose a little bit just because, I mean, I just got a broken. You, think, you, you need, like, between five to six weeks, six weeks for it to, like, fully get recovered. So, that's, so, I mean, I felt like I was ready, and I was just in camp, like, not that long ago. So, yeah. I feel like it was good move for me you seem like the type of guy that always likes to be in camp you don't like to take a lot of breaks is that true yeah i mean obviously every time i'm in camp i, I gotta get away from my family you know i gotta get yeah. away from my wife daughter not from my son that was just born like a week ago so yeah. i mean that hurts a little bit but i mean i'll i'll just think to myself this is a short career it's not a long career so you got to take advantage of it do you say he was born a week ago yeah that's crazy man congratulations a little bit more than a week. <laughs> it was like a weekend, a few days. <laughs> What's that like? How does that change, like the mindset of a fighter, knowing you have like kids to provide for and a fam- and a family? I mean, it's crazy, you know. I mean, the only thing that that probably hits me a little bit more is that being away from them when I'm in camp. Yeah. You know, it's two months of being away from them, and, and I'll come like probably once or twice a month, and every time they see me, they get so excited. I mean, it's like, damn. Uh, I mean, there's things I got to do, you know. Um, it's only for, for a little bit. I mean, I mean, then I, when I come back, I try to spend as much time as I can with it. Just yeah. to recover that time. You started your career at 12-0, and 0, but since since coming to the UFC, things haven't quite gone your way. Um, in your time in the UFC, what adjustments do you feel you've made generally as a person or as a fighter? And how much pressure do you feel coming into this one to get that first UFC win? You know, I want to get that win, you know. Yeah. Um, a little bit I got I knew I got to change after this fight was just trying to finish a trying to finish a fight with one punch, you know. Yeah. But like that kind of like messed me up in my last fight. Um, I should have thrown more combinations and not just like jump into the finish. I should have waited a little bit, take my time to finish somebody. And with Nazara as well, because I felt like I touched Nazara a few times, but I mean that fight I took it in a four-day notice. I cut them 22 pounds in three days. That's <laughs> <laughs> a crazy. But for this one, I felt like um I got a little too excited. I mean, I, I got to learn to take my time. Because everybody in the UFC, everybody's tough, you know? <laughs> Once you get there, like, there's no, no – everybody's tough. So, yeah, you got to be smart. So, that's something Cub told me. Like, you got to play it smart. If you, even if you have them, like, you see them, you have them wobble and everything, you got to play it smart and, and, and pick the punches, not just, like, start throwing like like crazy, you know, which is what I did on my last fight. And, and I mean, I, I, that's something I, I'm working on, and uh, you'll yeah. see it on my next – um, so obviously you've had your fights, all of your fights in UFC so far have been the apex. Um, do you like that environment a bit more of an intimate, uh, an intimate environment? 
obviously this time you're going to have a bit more, a few more fans in there. And I think you did for your last fight as well. But do you like that? Or are you pretty excited to get back in with a full crowd? I mean, <laughs> I always tell everybody, for me, it's, it's too hard to be thinking about fans or stuff or yeah. what's going on around me because I'm going in there to fight somebody. I mean, it's just, I'm just too concentrated. I'm not even thinking. I'm like, I feel yeah. like my, my nerves are my nerves are like, you're about to fight someone. Somebody's trying to kick your ass, you know? right there when i'm in there i'm super concentrated because the moment you 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 don't have the concentration on you 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 make a mistake you know so you got to be like focused can't lose your focus but i mean i i like to have fans i mean i like for my family and and my friends and for my from my hometown fans and everything to come watch me you know yeah um you mentioned the debut there against nasrat four days notice um what's that moment like when you finally get that call from the ufc but it's on such short notice I mean, it, it was great. I was so excited, but at the same time, I was like, man, I have to make weight 22 pounds in three days. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I mean, I got it done. I mean, <laughs> I kind of, I mean, uh, I, I just, I just got it done. You know I mean? It was super hard to do. I mean, I, I was hurting for those last five pounds. I was hurting so much, but I mean, I got it done because I wanted it. I wanted that opportunity. I wasn't going to lose that opportunity, you know? Was there a risk of missing the weight there at that time? Was there a what? Did you find there was like a real risk of missing the weight or was it comfortable? Like you said, the last five pounds, was there a chance that you might have come in a bit heavy? Because you see that I mean, a lot with guys coming in short notice. Yeah, I mean, I probably I probably could have, but I, I was just like, man, I, like, you know, your opponent, if your opponent says no to the fight, the fight is canceled. Yeah. So my, they'll, they'll, they'll get my contract and they'll just like, okay, wait for the next one. So, I mean, I, I didn't want to give them that, that chance, you know? I didn't want to. I didn't want my fight to get canceled. So I was just thinking of, about that every time when I was cutting weight. So I was just like, I have to make weight. I have to make weight, and I and I sucked it up. I mean, I was hurt, but I sucked it up and made weight. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your time before the UFC a little bit, fighting in um, Combate. Um, obviously that's really the organization you made your name. Um, they're a company that's on a bit of a rise at the minute with Campbell McLaren, obviously at the helm. Talk about your experience over there. I mean, I like. It. I mean, I, I had a lot of good attention. We had a really good relationship. But I just felt it was time to move on, you know. Yeah. I feel like I did what I had to do there, and and yeah. it was time for me to move on. I mean, I wanted to prove that I was the best. So I mean, the best fighters are in the UFC. There, there's no question on that. So, yeah. I mean, I I needed to push myself a little bit more. So, I mean, it was a no-brainer when the UFC called me. Did you have many dealings with um, Alberto when you were there? What was that like with him? Did I have any what? Many interactions with um, Alberto. Because yeah, what was that like? Yeah, uh, he was he was a super cool guy with with me. I mean, I feel like he liked me a lot. Uh, he he was super cool, always like super nice. He, like anything I needed, he was always like, "What do you need?" Uh, he was always like trying to give me a lot of attention, you know. So I mean, Alberto's a super cool dude, you know. Really like him. Yeah, because he's obviously a guy that's in the public eye a bit. He fought in Pride a few times all <laughs> years ago, and obviously in WWE as well. Um, were you familiar yeah. with him before that or not? Yeah, I mean, because. Uh, well, I used to watch a lot of Lucha Libre, but before yeah. he was Alberto Rio, he was Dos Caras. So yeah. um, I used to watch a lot of Lucha Libre, so I used to see him before he was Alberto Rio. So, I mean, I was, a, I was a fan of him. So when I got to meet him, he was like, he liked how I fought it. He was like, he, he, I feel like he became, he liked my style and everything. He was like, man, you're so, so, such an excited fighter. I mean, I like, I like, I like how you fight. And then we, we even trained together uh, like three times, you know? We trained together before because uh, I went to, like some combate events and he was there and he told me, "Hey, let's train." I was like, "Hell yeah, let's train!" <laughs> so I mean, he's a super cool dude. Yeah. Um, are you still a Lucha Libre fan? Do you still watch a lot? Uh, not really anymore. 
I mean, I feel like I'm too busy. I'm even too busy to even watch TV, you know? Yeah. yeah I got, I'm, I'm always training. When I'm not training, I'm resting. You know, resting is, like, crucial in this sport. You, you got to get your resting, resting so you can go into your um, other sessions. You never tempted to put the mask on? No? I probably when I was little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's being in the U.S., you mostly like WWE and stuff rather than, like, your CMLL or companies like that. I know I used to watch the people there. That's, yeah. It's like the competition with yeah. CML. Uh, yeah. I used to watch more people there. I love people My favorite um, luchador was um, La Parca and Octagon. Yeah. Those were like my favorite. Most of Octagon, he was my favorite. So that's what I used to watch a lot. Awesome. Um, as a Mexican fighter, what did it mean to you to, obviously you're American, but you know what I mean? Um, what did it mean to you to finally see Brandon Moreno win that title? I mean, it was awesome. He, that's an inspirational story, you know, getting cut from the yeah, UFC cut, and then coming yeah. back and do what he did. I mean, that's, I mean, that just shows you that when you, you want you want something, like you can do it, you know? And you really want it. You can't let anybody tell you no. Because, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, so with your training, you've obviously, you're obviously someone that's moved around a bit. You've trained a bit of Jackson Wink, a bit with um, Gaethje, as you said earlier, a bit with TJ. Archuleta, Cubs once and those guys. Um, how are all these different experiences and what are some of the differences you find at different places? And what are the benefits do you think of moving around and getting these different looks? I mean, I mean, I move a lot just because like when I was when I was with, with Cub, Cub is my manager. Cub Swanson, he's my manager. So he's the one who sent me to New Mexico for, for a few, uh, I think he sent me like for three weeks over there just to get my my cardio up because of all the altitude over there. Yeah. And I mean, just getting different looks, you know, because you can never get comfortable. You got to always keep learning. And that's something that he's always pushing on me. And I mean, training with TJ and Juan and, and even Cub. Cub is super smart. He's like my my manager and, and, and my coach, too, you know. So, um, and it's awesome. And training with Geishi was awesome, too. I mean, as soon as I got there, I would, the first time I went with Geishi, I went to go help him for the Khabib fight. So I was kind of getting a sparring partner for, for Khabib. And and he was awesome too. Like he, he's always trying to help me out, you know, give me pointers. He's like a big brother, you know. I'm really thankful with all those guys. So did Gaethje specifically have you in to try and replicate Khabib, or was it just a different look for him then? Mm, I feel I feel like um the cup the cup actually talked talk to Trevor, I think. I think he talked to Trevor or to Justin, I can't remember. Um uh, told him like he, he had a really good wrestler and which was something that I, I that I would, would be like a good look for him for Khabib. And and Gage was like, yeah, bring him, bring him out here. And so like, he went out there and we just became really good friends and now we're trained together. Um obviously he's got his fight coming up with um Chandler. How do you see that one going? Uh, I feel like Gage is gonna knock him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't I don't see I don't see that fight going past the second round. I feel like yeah, like he's gonna break and Gage is gonna go in there and just yeah to walk through him. Um, just another one, I, another thing I want to touch on. Obviously, being English, um, Paddy Pimlet just debuted last week. He's in your division. What do you think of him? I feel like he's really good. He has a lot of hype. Um, he's got the finish, you know. I mean, that's what you got to do in your debut. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like he's a really good fighter. Um, what do you think of sort of the guys? Because you're a calm guy. Or so I can tell, obviously, so far. You seem like a calm, reserved guy. What do you think of some of these guys that, like, 
go above and beyond with the trash talk. Do you like that, or is that just like not really your thing? I mean, I, I don't do it. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not like that. I wasn't raised like that. But if you like it, if you like it, like I don't know, like if you like it, and you can back it up. Then go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> Everybody has a little bit. I feel like some people like when they when they try too hard. It, I mean, it looks bad, you know. I feel like yeah. you like it. And like if that's your real personality, do it. But if it's not like my, if I, I feel like if my friends who see me try, trying to trash talk somebody, they'll be like, "Nah, Rock is being fake. He's not." <laughs> um, well, you know TJ. TJ's done it a little bit. Oh, that? You well, you know, you obviously know TJ Dillashaw quite a bit. He's done that a little bit, especially in like the um, Cody Garbrandt fights. Uh, I I don't feel like he talks trash. I feel like he's just defending himself. All right. All right. You're not gonna let somebody like try to push you down either, you know. Like if you, someone tries to like, to push me or hit me, like I'm not gonna let someone do that <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um. So back on the fight, November twentieth, like we said earlier, is the plan to stay in Mexico for the whole camp? No. Um. Next week I'll go back to Denver for two months. All right. Um. How do you find how, how do you find the experience down in Denver? Because obviously. You're training at altitude, which obviously there's some, like obviously Mexico City, some parts of Mexico that are pretty similar. Um, how do you find that? Do you notice a benefit training at altitude? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just when you get there, you know, so you start training it and you feel like you can't <laughs> you can breathe. But I mean, I like it a lot over there. There's a lot of people in my weight class, so that's part of the reason I'm over there too, you know. There's Drew Dober, there's Austin, there's Keishi. Yeah. I mean, there's bunch of guys with 55s over there and I, and I really like it over there everybody's super nice everyone I get, we get really good work over there with all my sparring parties and all with all my coaches so I mean I like it a lot over there yeah um you mentioned obviously a lot of guys in your weight class um of course the other side of that is you might have to fight one of these guys one day um uh, how do you feel not. yeah how do you feel about that because obviously we saw with Usman who ended up going over to Trevor before the fight with um, Gilbert Burns, because they were friends. Um, how do you feel about doing something like that? I mean, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like to do it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's it's very different, you know, with, with Usman and and Burns. Because I mean, that was the title, you know. It's, it's very different. But I I wouldn't fight. Yeah. Fight my teammate. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That, that yeah. would be the worst thing for me. All right. Um, November twentieth, like we said, Nathan Levy. Ideal scenario. What happens? I mean, I'm gonna go out there and try to finish the fight. You know, like always, I'm never taking it taking a step back. I'm gonna go out there and try to finish the fight, take him down, and and smother this guy and, and try to finish him. Yeah, it's no, not gonna be a boring fight. Every fight I go into, I'm always trying to go forward and try to finish the fight. And not to look past the guy, obviously, but um, interview in the cage after the fight, they give you the microphone and ask for a name. What name are you given? Uh, I mean, whoever right now, I feel like right now I'm not in no place to ask for nobody. Yeah. Uh, whoever they give me, I'll, I'll keep doing the same thing. All right, so, so a year from now, um, where are you in the UFC? Um, how many fights do you think you'll have had by that point? Um, Rankings-wise, how close do you think you'll be? Things like that a year from now. Uh, hopefully I'll be, I'll be a ranked fighter by then. You know, a year from now I'll be a ranked fighter and be close to the title shot. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, you know, that, that's the only reason I came into the sport to be a champ. And that's the reason I, I left Combate too, because I wanted to be the best in the world. And to be the best in the world, you got to be the UFC and be a UFC champ. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for the time today, Rafa. Um, just shout out where people can keep up with what you're doing and any sponsors you've got if you want. 
All right. Thank you, everybody, for all, all the support. I mean, I'll be fighting November 2020 against Nathan Levy. Come support me and watch the fight, and I'll put on a show. I'm going to go finish this guy. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Okay, I'm here with Nathan Fletcher. He's fighting Dominic Wooding for the vacant bantamweight title at Cage Warriors 127. It's the Thursday event of the next trilogy on the 30th of September at your call. How you doing, man? I'm doing very good, mate. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, I'm hoping to be at the fight, by the way. Um, two and a half weeks out. Yeah. How is everything feeling? Yeah, everything's feeling good. Um, I say this every fight, to be honest, but I feel like each fight is getting more and more true. Like, I'm starting to feel more well-rounded, more conditioned, fitter than ever, sharper than ever. So everything's right on track. This is like the biggest fight in my career so far. And I feel like I'm the best prepared I've ever been for this moment. So everything's going very smooth and perfectly at the minute. So obviously you're fighting Dominic Wooding, like you said. Um, he's a guy who's been around for a little while, Bama, Bellator, obviously now Cage Warriors. Um, so what were your initial thoughts when you heard about that fight from Graham or Ian or whoever came to you with that? Yeah, I was happy with it, to be honest. I think uh, I, I had the feeling, initially I thought I was going to be fighting Jack Cartwright, to be honest, when I won my last fight, just because he was the champ at my weight. Um, but then I knew that Dom had a good performance on the last cage warriors as well. He fought the same night as me and got a KO. So I knew I'd be fighting him at some point, do you know what I mean? Um, so I was happy that they, that they made the fight, for, especially for the belt. Like That's all I'm really asked about, is that I'm fighting for the belt. So... But yeah, I'm made up and I'm happy to be fighting Dom as well. So you, obviously you talk about Dom there. How familiar were you with him and some of his fights? I hadn't watched him until he fought on the last cage, right, to be honest. I knew his name, I knew who he was, but I'd never really watched any of his fights because like you say, he was fighting on Bellator and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, not not really that familiar. But then now, obviously, I've, I've gone back and watched all his fights, so I'm very, very familiar with him right now. Um, so is there any specific area where you feel like you have a distinct advantage in this one? I think obviously my grappling. I think going in against anyone, I've got a distinct advantage on the ground. I think I'm the best grappler in the UK, to be honest, especially in, in the bantamweight division. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that area. But all around, to be honest, I think conditioning-wise, I'm going to be well fitted than in and be able to push a pace. Uh, it's an all-round fight IQ. I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be the better man in there on that night. Six and oh, six finishes, five by submission. Um, do you feel pressure to keep this finish streak going, or is it just a case of like what happens happens for you? Yeah, I don't really feel pressure to be honest. Like obviously I want to go in and finish everyone that I fight, and I've been able to do that so far, but I'm not like necessarily putting pressure on myself to, you know, I need to keep the finishing finishing streak going. I just think as long as I prepare the best I can and go in there and do what I can do. I probably am going to finish everyone a face, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, that, that doesn't really add any any pressure to me. And with this fight, like, obviously, yeah, it's going to be nice to go out there and get finished. But all I'm asked about is winning the fight and, yeah. and getting the belt. That's the main priority. 
obviously you train at next gen the gym's riding a bit of a wave at the minute with paddy and molly getting their big wins last week um how much of a motivating factor is that for you to see those guys and obviously um matt bonner winning the cage warriors title as well um, how much does that motivate you yeah massively i think the, the team's flying at the minute it's the best we've ever been um from obviously the guys at the top, Paddy and Molly, right down through Cage Warriors, all the fighters we've got on there, and then even our amateur team are flying and, and winning loads of fights at the minute. So there's a really good atmosphere in the gym. Everyone's working hard, everyone's pushing each other, and, and it motivates me a lot seeing you know the people I'm in the gym with every day training hard. With it's starting to pay off for them. You know they're getting paid a lot of money. They're getting a lot of notoriety. Paddy especially is social media has blown up uh, since his UFC debut. So it's nice to see that that's um, that's what's in the future for me as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's very motivating. Obviously, there's a bit of an MMA boom in Liverpool as a general right now. Why do you think that is? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know, really. I think a lot of it could be down to Paul Rimmer, our head coach. I think he's definitely, in, in terms of our team's success, he, he's a big contributing factor to that. And obviously, Ali Sampson as well. And, Simon Audley, all the coaches in Next Gen, they play a big part in, in certainly Next Gen success. Um, I, don't know, I feel like the northwest of England's always been a bit of a hotbed for talent. I feel like we're a little bit ahead of the the, the southerners. I feel like the, the level up here has always been a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just it's starting to come through now. I think over the next sort of five five years, especially, you're probably going to see more and more UK talent, and a lot of them are going to be coming from. Liverpool and Manchester and stuff like that, the northwest of England. So, and yeah, I just think it's a it's a good time at the minute to be part of this this MMA team. Paddy, you mentioned obviously that he's obviously such a character. We all see him on social media and we saw him at the fight. And um, what's it like to be around him in the gym every day? Yeah, it's boss. He's the exact <laughs> same in the gym as what he is on the camera. Do you know what I mean? Most people might think, oh, you surely he's putting this on, or this is a bit of a gimmick or whatever. But he's genuinely not. That's just. That's just Paddy Foyers. That's exactly what he's like in the gym every day. That sort of cocky, um, funny character. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's just what he's like in the gym. So it's good. To, it's good to be around. But he's also a hard worker. I mean, and he pushes the rest of us on. So, um, yeah, very good having him in the gym to train with every day. So the win at the end of the month, Cage Warriors title around your waist. How far do you think you are from making that step up and joining those guys in the UFC? I think I'm ready whenever to be honest to compete in the UFC I think I'm at that level now but just depends on on what the or the UFC want to do with me what cage warriors want to do with me like I'm not looking past this fight you know what I mean for me this has been a big milestone of mine since I got into MMA was to win the cage warriors title and now I'm 23 years old I've only been pro for two years and it's happening already it's kind of coming quite thick and fast you know what I mean but um we'll see what happens I'm focused on this fight get the belt and then after that I can start making some decisions and talking to me coaches and seeing what's next. But whether it's a couple more fights on Cage Warriors or it's the UFC, I'm I'm ready for whatever. So obviously you're still young, you're 23, like you said that um some people, Paddy actually, um his, his idea was to take his time. He turned down the UFC a couple of times. He wanted to make sure when he went there he was ready. It makes or from what you just said, it sounds like that you're not worried about that. You just want to jump straight in there as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm ready now, though, do you know what I mean? I've, I've been competing at that level over, over my last, well, pretty much all my pro fights, you know, they've been on cage warriors. Uh, I've been competing at the top level in Europe for the last two years now. 
I'm training with the likes of Paddy and Molly and, and all them in the UFC and Matt Bonner and that every day. Um, so I know where my level's at. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm rushing into it. I think I've, my career's been very well managed and very well. Uh, I've kind of taken the, the right steps at the right time. Do you know what I mean? To build myself up. And now I feel level-wise I can get in there with anybody in the world and hold my own. So I don't feel like it is a rush thing. I feel like it's just the right time for me. Do you know what I mean? So with that being said, a year from now, where are you going to be? What's going to be happening? A year from now, I'll 100% be in the UFC. I actually visualise, when I think about it, around about this time next year, I think I'll be making my UFC debut. If I, if I was to be honest with you, the way I see it going is I'm going to win this belt at the end of the month. I'll probably defend it early next year. And then I think after that, I'll get a call up to the UFC. That's how I see the next 12 months going for me. See, we often, we often see the um, March UFC London show. Do you reckon that'll be that soon? I don't know about March. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Depends if I get another fight in this year as well. If I fight again after, after the trilogy, then maybe March. But I don't know. I, I personally, I don't know why, but when I think about it, I think about sort of September time next year. I'll be getting to the UFC for about 12 months from now. But we'll just see. See what happens. I'm obviously... I'm fully focused on yeah. for September 30th and, and Dominic Wooden fighting for the cage warriors belt right now. So anything after that's just whatever that's in the future that'll come when it comes. But yeah, right now my focus is the, the trilogy at the end of this month. So how's that fight going to go September 30th? What's the official prediction? The official prediction is I'm going to finish him and win the belt. And I'm not going to say how. Because right. obviously you don't know what, when you get in there, it's chaos, anything can happen. But I know for the fact that I'm training hard enough and I'm, I'm doing the right things and I'm making sure I'm doing everything right to go and get a finish at the end of the month. And I'm confident that that's going to happen and I'm going to be leaving with the cage warriors phantom weight title wrapped around my waist. So it's going to be a good night. I can't wait to get in there now. I'm very excited, to be honest. Great. I'm very excited as well. I want to thank you for the time today, Nathan. Um, like we said, September 30th, UFC Fight Pass, um, cage warriors 127. Good luck, man. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Thanks.